I got a smoking prime minister. And I've got tricky dickies, tricky operation. Hello there. Welcome to Date Fight. Yes. It's the podcast that every day of the year takes events that happened on this day in history and pitches them against each other. Yes, it is. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have trawled the depths of the Marianas Trench to bring you two unidentifiable octopi from the mists or depths of time for you to decide which is most luminous. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Marianus. Ah, yes. (laughs) My mistake. Pretty sure, mate. I'm going to take you to the 1st of April, 1913, to the town of Yorba Linda in Southern California, where Hannah and Francis Nixon, who have recently been blessed with a bouncing baby boy called Richard, are awaiting (laughs) the doctor. Because it was on this day, in April 1913, that... Richard Nixon had his vestigial penis removed in a pioneering operation done in South California. Uh, The Nixons were descendants of Thomas Cornell, who was an early settler, who was also um, an ancestor of Jimmy Carter and Bill Gates. But in this case, they'd had five children, I think. Yes, five children. Harold, Richard, Donald, Arthur and Edward, um, many of whom had health problems in their youth. And Richard had a vestigial growth which many considered to look like a penis which was removed in a pioneering operation on the 1st of april 1913 um do you do do we know anything about where it was it was near his real penis i think he seemed to be very i mean he claimed to have been named richard after the lionheart but i'm not sure we can rule out he was named after the organ um Uh. people say that this is the reason behind him saying uh well, when Spiro Agnew was in trouble for, was his vice president was being investigated for bribery, he said on the uh, tapes that we got from his office, I need this like I need a second expletive deleted. Um, and ah. I think that's the explanation for that. Uh, also, people have suggested it may have been why he scowled constantly, including in a 1916 picture of him in the newspaper. Uh, his brother Arthur died in the early 1920s and was forbidden to, uh, Nixon was forbidden to play sports as a child, which was either because of that or because people didn't want they didn't want people to see his scars. Oh. So that's the story. That's a question because if it was sort of one on top of the other, you know, would you do the lower one so people didn't see the scarring? I don't know. I don't think it was attached to a urethra. I don't know enough about exactly what they removed. Your penility. No, um, I guess not. But it, I I I don't think it had its own ingestion system. I don't know. We could ask him, but he's Wait. dead. That's well, speaking dicky. of, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> ornery <laughs> members, uh, yes. I've got the 1st of April, 1849. Ooh. And the then opposition MP, mm. William Ewart Gladstone, yes. puts forward a private member's bill to make smoking compulsory for all men over the age of 12. Mm. Uh, in a speech setting out the bill, he said, there can be no greater benefits to the working populace of Great Britain than that they all be regularly inhaling air cleansed by fire. Oh. Uh, he was a huge one for the the, the sort of health benefits of smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some exemptions in the bill, uh, most notably, of course, miners, uh, because with right. gas pockets, that could be pretty catastrophic. Yes, miners um, who actually... But, mine, I thought you meant miners as in children. Presumably the children were still coming. No, no, no. Well, I mean, 12-year-olds. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but he he owned several cotton mills in Northumberland, mm. and he was he was so convinced that cigarette smoke was really good for you. He had installed in the sort of roofs of these mills uh, big pneumatic pumps, which drew air down from giant braziers filled with tobacco mm. that then drew the air down onto the mill floor, which would be thick with smoke. Um, mm. His family his family had over two and a half thousand slaves and as a sort of gesture of philanthropy he he insisted that every male slave over the age of 10 smoke anywhere between five and a hundred cigarettes a day what a very generous man yeah well he 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 said he said the reasoning was that the smaller they were the less they'd have to be fed right yeah um and in the end the bill the bill was voted down by four votes so it was quite Mm. close Almost. And I wonder when it would have lasted. Till, probably till this day. We would be on 50 a day now. I like to imagine us all. puffing <laughs> <laughs> away in isolation, <laughs> waiting for the virus to take Wearing us. Wearing our smoking helmets. <laughs> um, <laughs> happy birthday to Hiram Sandman. Hiram Sandman owned a fish restaurant in Los Angeles, which was patronised by Pat Ballard, who went on in 1954 to write the song... Mr. Sandman, which isn't Mr. Sandman at all. It's Mr. Sandman. Uh, The original lyrics were recorded by Vaughan Monroe and his orchestra in 1954, uh, but were changed before it was released because they decided that a song about a fish restaurateur was not as uh, exciting as one about a sandy man, I guess. The original lyrics went, Mr. Sandman, bring me a bream, the finest hollandaise that I've ever seen. Don't want a place, a hake or a solar, a plate of haddock served with Coca-Cola. So that was Hiram Sandman, owner of a fish restaurant in LA in 1954. I absolutely did not know that. No. That's mad, Mr. Sandman. Mm. Um, I have a death for you and someone overlooked but worth noting, I think, Millicent Humpty. Mm. was uh, she died in 1921. She was a fast bowler for England in the years running up to the First World War. Um, But of course, in those, she had to disguise herself as a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was this very dramatic unmasking of her uh, in an international test match against Australia Mm -hmm. in 1917, where uh, the umpire demanded to see the contents of her box. Right. And there was nothing in there. And Uh. she was taken she, she was taken straight off the pitch yeah. and to the back of this was at lord's cricket ground and she was shot for not having a penis um which you could do in those days yes. it was a sporting i mean it was thing, part of quite a lot of sports i think wasn't it that was a yeah you could be shot for desertion or not having a penis those were the two yeah yeah times have moved on since then not yeah. having a penis now of course means all you have to do, contend with is Huge pay inequality, feeling culturally and politically marginalised and living in a constant state ranging from unease to outright fear. Brilliant. But uh, Millicent Humpney shot for her an empty box. Well, what a day April the 1st was in history. It certainly was, and hopefully continues to was, Will. Yes, let's hope we have April the 1st next year. Yes, let's. That's it for now. Uh, mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Do yes. tell your friends and see you in the next one. Share that, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, uh, all the best. Take care of yourselves. Yes. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.